everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Plur, and I'm the founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, as well as the host of this weekly broadcast, um, Empowering Homeschool Conversations, which is um, is put on by our nonprofit, Sped Homeschool. Um, we just encourage you to check out our website at spedhomeschool.com and to see all the resources that we have. Of course, this broadcast is one of the major resources we have, and we just love to be able to encourage and empower um, parents wherever they're at in their homeschooling journey. Maybe you haven't even started yet, um, but we, we just welcome you, and maybe you haven't even thought about homeschooling, and we still like that um, that you would um, join us, um, listen to our podcast, or join us live. Um, we are live right now on Facebook and on YouTube, and we encourage you to be part of our conversation. That's why we have these discussions live, and so you can put your comments in the down below, and we will see them, be able to include them. Um, if you are in our Facebook group, just know that you have to give permission to Facebook in order for us to see um, if you're posting. And also, if you're watching on the Empowered Homeschool Network, click into the YouTube video, and that way you can make the comments in YouTube. If you make them in the Empowered Homeschool Network, I will only see them after the program. So um, we want to make sure that we can we can get your comments right away. So, um, so May has been Mental Health Month for many, many years. And so this year on our broadcast, we wanted to focus on mental health. And of course, our our blogs as well are focusing this month on mental health. So you want to check out um, some of those as well. But um, I am super excited to share a dear friend of mine, Candace Duggar, with you today. Um, welcome, Candace, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Peggy. You also are a dear friend, and I think we both have such of the same hearts to serve and to serve mm. our families with children with unique learning needs. And I know yeah. um, just in our many conversations that the work you do is invaluable to this thank community, you. and I thank you for it. I know I've used your resources many times as a homeschooling mom of two special needs kids. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, and it's it's just, it's a resource I didn't have and I knew needed to happen. And um, so that's what gives me the, the energy and enthusiasm to, uh, to keep going on and and, um, and doing this. Um, so we're going to talk about, last week we talked about bullying, and I know bullying is something that you talk a lot about. So we're probably going to address a little bit of bullying um, today too, but we kind of want to move beyond just that and trying to find healing and wholeness after trauma, which comes from a variety of different things, not just bullying. And and our kids come from a lot of situations where sometimes we have adopted kids we're homeschooling. Sometimes there's just been a major traumatic event. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so all of these things, we are not impervious as a homeschool family to tragedy and trauma. And so, and these lead to mental health issues if we don't address them. And Absolutely. so I'm so excited for you to be able to share. And I really would love for you to start out by sharing a little bit of your family story and, mm -hmm. and just, um, I'll try not to cry. God equipped you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll probably cry with you anyways, but <laughs> I will try not to cry. So, um, so as Peggy said, my name is Candace Steger. I am the founder of Bully Broken Redeemed and Reimagine Education Conference. And I um, am a mom who never wanted to homeschool. So I'll just tell you that straight up. I come from the <laughs> corporate world. I used to run multi-billion dollar businesses. And when I saw the homeschoolers at church on Sunday, I'm like, uh, no, I am not hanging out with my kids all day. Uh, no. 
So I'm just going to tell you guys straight up. That was my heart. That was where I came from. Um, but God used a very serious illness in my life that put me uh, kind of in a state that I thought I was going to not be in this world anymore. I spent three to five years on bed rest and praise God. You know, everything's in remission. I'm well and moving yeah. forward. But it was a time that reminds me a lot of the pandemic, Peggy. Mm-hmm. It was my pandemic mm-hmm. before the pandemic, right? My work <laughs> stopped. I went from running multi-billion dollar teams, flying around the country, speaking on like in my life. And it, like mm-hmm. everything's happening mm-hmm. to going to the doctor and being told, if you don't make your next 60 day appointment, you won't be here. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I was in critical, critical condition at that point. I came home, uh-huh. got in bed and my world stopped. Everything was gone. My friends were gone. Everything was gone. But God, I mean, we're talking like I didn't shower until my husband could get home at the end of the day to get me out of bed. It was mm. bad. And yet God used that that moment of pain to show me how much my own children were hurting. And I think in the oh. busyness of life, even in the yeah. busyness of homeschool, I see, right? It's easy to stay mm-hmm. busy. Yeah. We put them in here and we moved to here. And when I got the kids up, I saw them in the morning. They went to school. I got them home. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. A lot of that pain, and they can mask really well oh, yeah. for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during that time, God had actually put homeschooling on my heart the year before, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ain't happening." But yeah. I, sent him <laughs> I was like, "You need a new answer, Lord. I'm going to for another solution." <laughs> but he was in middle school and really mm-hmm. struggling with his mental mm-hmm. health. We were in a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. I knew he was struggling with bullying at school, but I didn't know how bad. He had an extensive IEP and y'all, one of those IEPs that like, I felt I was in the school more than like, I <laughs> just felt like I sat mm. with the teachers. Um, and so here's a child who is broken, hurting, being physically abused, 20, like from his peers, um, mm. dealing with cyberbullying, coming home, sitting in classes where 80% of his day, he focused on what he didn't do well. well and yeah. he gave up the will to live. Mm-hmm. And as a mm-hmm. mom, to say that, that is so hard because we, what I thought was an amazing relationship with my son, we're in church, we're taking him to youth groups, where what was the catalyst for him um, was the kids who were in school were also in youth group. Oh, and wow. even he the places no he felt yeah. he thought he mm-hmm. could have safe were not safe. And when he asked for help, he felt rejected from even mm. within his church. Right? Yeah. Um, and so... He had had a total of six suicide attempts total. Now I'm telling you guys like the whole thing, mm. but but in May, God put on my heart. I remember I was in an IEP meeting and it was, oh, oh, mm. like I'm in a math <laughs> IEP meeting and the man says to me, Peggy, you ready? Mm. Um, we're going to get him a handwriting therapist. For math. For math. I was like, the world stops. And I got really quiet and I folded up the papers and I pushed them across the way. And I'm like, we're done. We're done. And my husband's like, holy crap, something's up. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> and everybody's trying to engage me. And I'm like, we have all failed this child. Everyone mm. sitting at this table has failed this child, but he is my responsibility. And it stops with me. Mm. We're done. And I oh. left the room. Everybody's trying to, I mean, it's like there are 12 people in the room. They're trying to talk to me. I'm like, we're done. We're done. Went to mm. our first homeschool conference the next week. I remember my husband looking at me at the car. He goes, so we're homeschooling? I'm like, that's your butt. We're homeschooling. We can't do any worse than this. <laughs> and that's guys. How Amen. Yes. That's how I became a, um, uh, um, a mom who never went to homeschool. And I, I brought mm. this boy home. And guys, when we talk about trauma, 
Uh, a lot we share. My son actually wrote a book originally in his pen name that he now really honors the work he does and he works with youth. So we talk about it publicly, but there's a lot of trauma mm. we don't talk about publicly because it's intense. And I don't think mm. parents realize many times what trauma can look like for our children in today's world. Yeah, And a lot of it, I did not know until I homeschooled him for almost two years that mm. he felt safe enough that I wasn't sending him back that he could start to process his trauma. And wow. so parents, I want mm-hmm. you to hear me in this. When we bring our children home, if you if you have left public school and brought them home, I do a lot of homeschooling work and hope and healing through homeschooling in my work in trauma. It mm. is a hard first road. If you are a mom or dad out there or a child out there listening, I hear you. Mm. That first mm-hmm. year, you are comparing yourself to a world that hasn't experienced that level of trauma, right? right? Yes. To the kids mm-hmm. who are soaring and all of these things. Mm. But there is hope, but it took us a long time. Now we're talking about parents who slept with the door open for over a year on watches to make sure our son was okay. Yeah, We had mm-hmm. therapists, right? So when you guys are hearing me today, I don't want to, um, I went to school for psychology, but everything you are hearing is from really educational place only. I want to make sure I tell you, I'm not giving you any legal advice. I am not giving mm-hmm. you any therapy. This is just a conversation with something resonates yeah. and you mm-hmm. need additional Please do that. But we yeah. had a therapist on his team. We started working on it. And what I realized, Peggy, was three things we had to start with. Hmm. Really safety, structure, and support. Yeah. The three mm-hmm. S's. And so if you have a child dealing with trauma, whether we're talking about big T trauma or little t trauma, and what mm. I mean by that, guys, little t trauma, maybe they've had something small that has happened, or but big T trauma, they've had maybe um, my son had experienced big T trauma and little t trauma from other abuses. Mm. And so you really need to take time yeah. for healing. And what does that look like? Yeah. In our yeah, homeschool journey, mm-hmm. that is not the time to hit the math books. Exactly. Yes. It, it, there's nothing that happens. I mean, I, I remember when my one son was depressed, we did three years of math and I had to go back all three yes. years. Yeah. So it's our not brains worth it. are wired that way. So guys, mm-hmm. I want you to think about this. If um, you just got a terrible medical diagnosis or you have lost a spouse or you have lost a family member or you have had a violent, horrible attack against you, hmm. you could not show up the next day and expect to perform and work right Mm -hmm. and our kids are no different just because we change locations and for us Mm -hmm. it was bullying but for many other children i work with it's anxiety it's Mm -hmm. other mental health concerns they're dealing with other stressors that many times parents don't find out till many years later what the Mm -hmm. underlying cause was because in bullying 90 percent of kids never tell their parents 70 percent never tell anyone Mm -hmm. right i can't tell you peggy how many adults i talk to who've never told their parents or even told their spouse and it still hmm. to this day holds them back wow. because of the PTSD and trauma from it as a youth. Hmm. So, so back to what I was sharing. The first yeah. thing as a parent, I want you guys to know, if you have a child dealing with any level of mental health crisis, these three S's are where I would really suggest you start. Hmm. It's safety, structure, and support. Very simple. The Great. very first thing you have to do is create a safety net. Hmm. They need to feel safe. My son wasn't safe in school and he didn't feel safe at church. Right. And he surely wasn't in a place to start showing up at co-ops. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. He needed yeah. a sense of safety. And so what did that look like? It was a lot of reassurance. And in today's digital world, guys, bullying comes home with you. 
Mm. Your co-op group comes out of you. I have a huge rise Mm -hmm. in bullying from co-op groups. That's where I am today at HSLDA doing some work. Uh, There's a huge rise in these issues, guys, that are coming from Mm. our kids digitally, from trafficking in their home, for our homeschoolers, all of these things. Mm. The first thing you have to create is safety. If someone doesn't feel safe and they feel in a place of threatened and that heightened alert is always happening... Mm -hmm you cannot even almost have a conversation with them, right? Right. Imagine being in a place that you're fight or flight and you're not safe. There is no logic. So Hmm. create an environment that's safe, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of times, uh, one thing that we did in that was to create a code word because when Mm. we went out in public, my son would run into the people who abused him. They were in our community, even in Mm. our church, even Mm -hmm. in other places. And I saw him physically being shaken several times. So he could give me a code word, like, mom, when we get home, I need to update Minecraft. Now, this was a few years ago, so that was what was right, important. Right, that was, yeah. <laughs> it needed to be something that he wouldn't really tell me in the middle of the day, you know, like just in a random conversation. Right. Or, mom, next time you go to the grocery store, can you get me some of these Doritos that I love? It needed mm. to be something he could communicate that wouldn't seem weird, but out of the way. Right. Okay? Yep. Parents, mm-hmm. that code word will help your children to be able to articulate to you, I need to get out of here. Something is causing either a traumatic experience for me. Something has triggered me. I can't tell you everything I need to tell you now. And I need Mm -hmm. you to remove me from here to a safe place. And so even if we were in a grocery store, Mm -hmm. even if I was in a restaurant, if we were at church in a group, I knew. Mm -hmm. And he only had to use it a couple of times. But it was enough to provide him the safety he needed that we could leave the house and go out. So that was one thing. Mm -hmm. But also established with you, your relationship as a safe place. And so I was not going to blow him off. Mm -hmm. And Peggy, like, this is the part I cry. Okay. I can like already feel it. So I'm just sorry. (laughs) Um, Guys, I wasn't safe in the beginning. Mm. When my son came to tell me the abuse, and I want you guys to hear me because I made mistakes that could have cost my son his life. Okay. When he came to tell me that things were going on, the first thought I had as a parent was, well, did you do something to start it? Or maybe I was looking at it that it was conflict, that he was dealing with conflict, not bullying, abuse, assault, and battery. I was looking at it that he was dealing with a conflict. Right. And I was trying Which to- Which is a totally different thing. Very different. <clears throat> now imagine being a 12-year-old boy, terrified, to already tell your parents. There's mm. this area of shame that you don't want to speak up or ask for help, even in mental health. Mm. They feel like they should, especially our young men, right? Right. I um, was really taken back because he kind of shut down and I'm trying to ask questions. And yet here this young man is coming to me, pouring his heart and his fears, and I wasn't safe. Mm. I almost victim blamed in that moment. And so parents, if your children come to share their heart and their pain with you, mm-hmm. here's my best advice. Take a deep breath, right? And lean in. Mm-hmm. That You do not need to solve it then. You need two ears and no mouth, right? Mm-hmm. It can be yeah. as much as, wow, that must be really hard. Would you tell me more? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because what they tell you up front, they're going to start reading your face. They're going to read mm-hmm. your body language. They're going to read yes. all of these things mm-hmm. to see if you're safe enough that they can lean into you mm-hmm. and share more information. 
And what they are telling you is more valuable than any gold, any Bitcoin, anything you put value in. Mm. Those are gems of their heart they are giving you that is a place for you to come beside them and help them. Mm. And if you don't lean in, there may be a point they stop coming to you or not giving it to you at all. Yes. Oh, that's great advice. Yeah. So I will tell you, I made that mistake and I own it. And to this day, I still apologize when we're on stage talking about it, but I was not safe. I I Mm kind of did a lot of things I felt I was doing right um, Mm -hmm. in the time, but I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we there have, you go. We have Praise ambitions. Safety. We have ambitions and goals for our kids, and sometimes those will get between us and what we see is what their struggle is because we want to project onto them. Well, it's just an issue you're dealing with, and we can get right. beyond this. And I mean, we're trying to come from a helpful place, mm-hmm. but the problem is, is it's not helpful <laughs> until we understand said, the whole thing. I used so many of the myths, like, well, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, or every mm-hmm. child goes through mm-hmm. this. Mm-mm. And one thing I want to tell you, parents, if you're hearing this today, um, when you hear that boys will be boys or girls will be girls, or this is just a normal mm. child. Now, if you have littles in the room, um, I say something that's a little, just just bear with me. Um, might want to mute, mute for a second, <laughs> not let them hear. But one in four children are going to experience sexual abuse in their life. Yeah. That does not make it a normal part of childhood development. Mm-mm. One in three children are going to experience bullying. That does not make it a normal part of childhood development. The trauma and PTSD that can happen Mm -hmm. from that is lifelong and damaging. Whether it's bullying or other abuse of trauma, Mm -hmm. it is not normal. And we cannot normalize that. Yeah. No. Not okay. No. Right? And this whole thing of children are so resilient. Well, that we would not be in therapy talking about our childhood past if we were so the resilient. (laughs) Let's just. Exactly. Own it. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So now we've talked about Mm -hmm. safety, right? Right. Yes. The second part is structure. Mm. If you are bringing a child home from public school for the first time, or you're making a transition change from a co-op, or you, a lot of families I work with have had their children in psychiatric facilities and bringing them home, like deep trauma. Yep. Mm -hmm. Structure is so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our brains are wired to need a (laughs) rhythm of the day. Your brain is constantly going to work in ways that it needs to fix problems. When you wake up around the same time, and then we have this routine, and we eat around the same time, and Mm -hmm. we go for walks around the same time, the more rhythm in the day we can put that's consistent, our brain isn't thinking, is this a flight or flight moment? Why are we doing this differently? Why is this? It's not happening to set off when it's already Mm -hmm. on fire, right? It's already looking for trauma responses everywhere. Mm -hmm. When some days we wake up at eight and some days we wake up at noon and some days we start with this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you have to go through that process every time. Yes. And your brain is having to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Create rhythm. Create a rhythm with the day. And so we kind of wake up at the same time, what we do in the same time. This is, you know, I am still, even during our years of helping my son heal, we still learned a lot. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Learning doesn't have to stop just because it's not in the books, right? Mm -hmm. We helped rebuild so much. But the more consistency, like on Tuesdays or library days and on Thursdays, we go for hikes Mm -hmm. or whatever that routine is, create one. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does not matter to me. I mean, I am somebody, every family has their own thing. If they're up at 12, because y'all are up till midnight, because you're a late night family, because they do school from eight till midnight. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Have a, 
<laughs> some kind of schedule. Yeah, I yes. actually put Brandon in classes in Australia at one point because he was way better. That is a great suggestion. <laughs> he is a night owl. He's really wired uh-huh. to be a third work, work um, shift person, right? right. Like yeah. God wired him that way. And they, we cannot break that in our culture, Peggy, because if mm. we do, who will be our third night work nurses and firemen and people to protect us? So at night true. While we rest? Yes. Uh-huh. We cannot break that and expect nine to five. So I honored how God wired him and just put him in classes in Australia. That is like, very that? creative. <laughs> you do what you got to do. You That's do. what you do. Yeah, and exactly. he thought it was cool because he could do taking classes at 11 at night. And he's mm-hmm. like, woo, he, his brain's on fire. <laughs> Wow. At 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so create your structure. Right. And then yeah. Do you have any suggestions in, in that structure thing for parents who naturally themselves are not structured? Yes. Well, um, so I have to say I am somebody who needs somewhat of a plan. Mm. I'm a little bit of a planner. Mm-hmm. So I will do my best, guys. But yes, the first thing is really take a look at your home environment. Check in with your personality. Check in with your Mm. child's personality. Just start writing it out. Get a whiteboard and talk with your child. Go shoulder to shoulder and say, hey, I want to invite you into this conversation because I value your opinion. Mm -hmm. Let's create this together, right? Mm -hmm. I think if we woke up at 9 o'clock and we spent the first 30 minutes just having a cup of cocoa or tea or coffee and talking about the day and just maybe chatting outside that I would like that. Or if in the mornings you don't want to, we want to go for a walk or quiet time. There was a point and I haven't even told you guys, mm. I'm such a, I'll tell you the second part of my little guy in a minute, but there was a part of the day, my little guy, um, we woke up when we were helping him heal through his trauma. We got cocoa, mom got coffee and we did not talk in the morning. We went for 30 mm. minute quiet walks and he had to listen to nature and God. And I was really grounding him. Shoes are mm. off, walking in the grass, listening oh, wow. to nature, yeah. feeling mm-hmm. sensory. Um, and every time we're trying to find new birds or new things, all I was trying mm. to do was get him connected back to God and back to nature mm. and back to his environment. And so right. our first 30 minutes, we can talk. We went on quiet nature walks. Mom popped in earpods. I didn't listen mm. to anything. But he needed that. Right. Right. He needed to explore his environment and he needed to create a community around him again that was safe for Mm -hmm. him. And so we created that through morning nature walks. Hmm. And the very first thing we did was really kind of starting our PA. We got up and we went for a walk. Then we came back. And I will Mm -hmm. tell you guys, with both of my children, the first year of school was not what you consider traditional school. I leaned in to entrepreneurship with both of my kids because that was something that would help them rethink how they felt about themselves in unit studies. Mm -hmm. So if you're not ready for your kid to pick up algebra or math or things, really, if you're not familiar with unit studies, consider leaning into Mm -hmm. them. They're a beautiful way like nature with my son. We could pick short things that he loves Mm -hmm. and they connect to. So that way they're still learning, but they're learning on their terms and learning Mm -hmm. in a way that gives them a sense of power and control back. Right. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Brandon, when I brought him home, loved NFL and football, anything, hmm. anything. So we took football. He learned everything from turfs and environment and uh, wow. I mean, yep. conditions to the history, mm-hmm. to reading different reports and being able to give me, everything mm-hmm. was football. He learned so much. Right. Um, but it was on a way he could manage it. Right. Mm-hmm. And as right. I said, I, I personally am a big person, a fan of using entrepreneurship as part of a homeschool journey um, for children in trauma. It Mm. helps them stop seeing. I am these things that my brain is telling me. I am not 
broken and like all these things and start to mm-hmm. see them as I'm an author, I'm a business owner, I'm contributing mm-hmm. back, I'm making, mm-hmm. a, I have a passion for fixing the environment, whatever their passion is, right. they can channel that and then it stops the that replay, right? That reel yeah. in their mind. Mm-hmm. It stops it from being all these horrible right. things said about them mm-hmm. to truly seeing themselves differently because yeah. others start to see them differently. Mm-hmm. Not just mom and dad. The right. community starts to see them differently. Mm-hmm. So my youngest, um, that was one thing we did. We helped him write. He published his first book. He now speaks. He has his service dog on invisible disabilities and autism. He has mm-hmm. a pet product line. And now people see him. He does, you know, big panels. He speaks. He's working on a TED Talk. Like those are his goals. Mm-hmm. As a young person, he's only in middle school. Right. Mm-hmm. But he now sees himself in a different way than the horrible things that were said about him. He's the little child that I brought home at nine under the bed screaming, I'd rather die than go back another day. Mm-hmm. Figured out to learn with the first one, Peggy, but I'm yeah. clearly a slow learner. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't catch dyslexia till my middle one was 16. So, and yeah. <laughs> I had been working, you know, in this field and thinking, okay, my kids just have autism. Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you make a good point in that, you know, focusing on what they do good, because if we go straight into those school things, oftentimes we go into the things they do the worst at. And then we're adding, we're just like compiling we're on top piling. of that. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. You're so yeah. wise there, Peggy. So as I tell parents, my son was spending 80% of his day. A lot of times we focus on weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's not God how created him and his weaknesses. I flipped around and spent 100% of the time in the beginning on what yeah. made him beautifully and uniquely created. Mm-hmm. I showed him his place in this world and the talents God gave them. And yeah. then as we had lots and lots of wins for every 10 wins, mm-hmm. I could introduce one, hey, why don't we maybe work on this? Mm-hmm. And it was all he could handle without shutting down and more trauma, right. shutting down and more rejection, feeling mm. like a failure. And he yeah. did not want me as his parents to see him as more of a failure. He already mm. felt like a failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So instead of focusing on what he couldn't do, I really mm. think it's wise when we have children that are dealing with any level of trauma, start with what they're good at. There will be time, and I want to tell you guys a little exactly. bit of that story. Yeah. There will be time. Mm-hmm. That child I brought home at 12, who was ready, like could not take another step in this world, did not want to live longer. At 12, he couldn't write a sentence. At 14, he published his own book, and by late 15, was able to start college classes. This is a child with dyslexia, dysgraphia, ADHD. Um, I could keep going on with all of these. <laughs> like, pick everything but autism. We have that label. My other child has <laughs> autism. He's kind of like the king crown. It just... <laughs> <laughs> That child needed to heal. And when he mm-hmm. healed and he found his talents, the rest happened. It does. Yes. You just mm-hmm. can't worry about that in the beginning. I know we worry so much. They're going to fall behind and they're not up to here and they're not up to there. Mm-hmm. It's just not their time. Yeah. They have to go back. You have all of these holes. You have to fill mm-hmm. in the holes. That's yeah, great right? And then yes. you can move your foundation. Mm-hmm. If you kind of keep trying to build a foundation on top of all of these holes and breaks, yes. it will crumble mm-hmm. and you'll end up, parents kind of end up in a further along spot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot worse than taking the time up front. Build exactly. your relationship with them. Build your mm-hmm. time with them. Create those. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as we've I've got young adults that are, you know, we've kind of worked through this and I know you're, you're entering that, that phase too. It gets harder. 
if you oh. don't work on these things when you first even when you do work on them, them. even when you do work on it, yes i know but the thing is is you know that first thing you talked about that safety that was the key in my oldest son's life because he actually um, started contemplating suicide again during COVID. And if it wasn't that I was a safety net for him, that wouldn't, he wouldn't have never came to me. He would never sought help from me. Um, so it's it, that, that relationship, that safety is so important. And Peggy, one of the things many parents don't realize, and um, just to touch on it really quickly, even in bullying, you know, because I do a lot Mm -hmm. of work there, obviously, um, our kids that are struggling with the highest levels of cyberbullying are 18 to 25. Mm. They're not in our home. So we put this perfect storm together where we launch them. And Hmm. as homeschoolers, I personally believe I'm on a mission to do a better job to help parents launch our kids in a digital world with some basics from Mm. conflict resolution, managing cyberbully, how to handle these attacks. Because they hit this level of we've launched them. Mm -hmm. We're not there all the time. 94% of people say they've been bullied in the workplace. Can you believe that, Peggy? Huge numbers. Hmm. Huge numbers. Yep. And so I can send you guys all the links below and statistics. But the what is fascinating is so we launch kids. They have mm-hmm. high levels of cyberbullying. Oh. There are many times in colleges where they maybe haven't experienced these things from conflicts, mean moments, how to handle mm-hmm. it. They are dealing with um, many times uh, even in trafficking for our kids. Oh, right? yeah. There's a whole mm-hmm. lot of things that go into a place when somebody is not in a great mental health place and they're looking yeah. for somebody to validate them. Mm-hmm. And it becomes so easy when you're in a tough spot for a groomer right. to slip in and validate your child. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so we launch these kids. They're not prepared or they haven't mm-hmm. dealt with it as much. Maybe not as much at home. How do I right. deal with it? They're now dealing with it online. They're dealing with it in the workplace and mm-hmm. in their friend circles. It is a perfect storm, and yet Mm. they don't have that safety launch. So if you're sitting there going, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with these things. I've launched my kid. I'm like, "Er, let's Mm. have a cup of coffee and chat. They need your check-in. They need Mm -hmm. your wisdom. They need you to not be judgmental and be that ear because even their friends Mm. might be part of the issue or the friends they thought were friends. Exactly. might be part of this cyberbullying community Mm. that Mm -hmm. is um, attacking them. Right. Yeah. 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 And it happens everywhere. I think one of the biggest lies the devil has, I'm a Christian. So the biggest Mm -hmm. lie the devil tells us is we think we're safe here. Well, we homeschool, so we don't deal with that. Well, we send Mm -hmm. them to church, so it's okay. Well, other families aren't dealing with this. Guys, I have been, I've had the privilege of speaking at a lot of conferences from leader events, influencer events, wherever we've been. The amount of leaders in our homeschool community who are dealing with these issues with their own children is astonishing. Mm -hmm. They don't talk about it because there's a lot of shame and then they feel ill-equipped to help the kids in their community because they are struggling to help their own children. Right. We have an epidemic Mm -hmm. from bullying in our community and prior to the pandemic, 70% of kids were leaving public education for safety reasons Mm -hmm. prior to the pandemic. Prior, yes. Prior. Mm -hmm. And now we've compiled this pandemic has hit people incredibly hard Mm -hmm. financially, mental health, Mm -hmm. life, all of these things. And for our kids who are just launching, it can feel hopeless. 
It does. Yeah. I know my kids, they were both like they're ready to launch and then everything shut down and it was like their world fell apart and just walking them through that. Yes. I mean, I was so glad that we had a close relationship because they were at least willing to listen. Yeah. Um, but because you remember, I remember being young, time. right? Oh, yeah. Like it feels yeah. like you could never imagine being 40. <laughs> and you surely could like college of four years feels like forever. Uh-huh. And, and you're trying to tell an 18 year old, this too shall pass. Oh yeah. Things. No, it's so hard. It does yeah. not. Mm-mm. And sometimes you're not even trying to get them to the end of the day. You're trying to get them through the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, um, as we were talking about, right, the safety, the structure, and then mm-hmm. the support, which is what you're talking about, that third oh, category yeah. of free mm-hmm. safety structure and support. What does that support look like? For many of us, it may be, we may be part of that safety team. It may be um, the support team. It may be dear friends. It might be mentors. Mm -hmm. It could Mm -hmm. be a therapist. Whatever the child needs in that support, put that together. Mm. And I highly recommend if you do not have a crisis plan with your child or you have not created a crisis plan with your child, Mm. if your child has suffered trauma or mental health of any kind, I recommend when your child is in a sort of our Weller states, not in deep depression. This is not a time you guys oh, do yeah. it when you're no. sitting there trying to get them through the next five minutes. This is exactly not that conversation. <laughs> That's a good this point. <laughs> is to be had on a happy day. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with what a crisis plan is, it is a um, plan that you can, you can look them up online. There's lots of one page plans, mm-hmm. but it's, if I were sad, I'm down, I'm in this place. What is my action plan to get me out of it? We are giving them mm-hmm. tools. It may be, creating number one, they may need to have um, uh, the crisis or suicide hotline number programmed into their phone. Hmm. Now, um, President Trump in October of 20, no, 2019, I believe, or was it 2020? I don't know. Please don't hold me <laughs> to that. It was one of the two. He signed into law that uh, there'll be a new crisis number. Like we have 911. 988 mm-hmm. is actually going to be our new suicide hotline three-digit oh, number. Wow. It will be rolled out, I believe, next year. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be out next year. But something mm. to know about till then, you can put in the crisis numbers. There's text numbers. Make sure they mm. know how to communicate to somebody. Right. Have a playlist. Do they have a music playlist that they can push play that will take that brain out of, this is not where we put the dark music, guys. This is the mm-hmm. high and the light and the encouragement, right? Right. Where are their five affirmations that they believe mm. about themselves, the things mm-hmm. that they believe about themselves and their value? Have they written out future goals? Can they get to a place? Is there something they have in a crisis place process that takes them back? Because sometimes it's really just getting through a short period of time of mm-hmm. action right? and moving the needle a little bit. And so if you haven't mm-hmm. done a crisis plan as mm-hmm. part of that support, that right, yeah. our safety structure and support, mm-hmm. one of the things I recommend is talking about it. If your child's down, do you have a plan in place? Mm-hmm. Do they know who to call? Do they know who to come to? Do they have the playlist they can hit if you're not around. Do they know breathing techniques? Do they yes. know tools in their toolbox? Do they know meditation? Whatever that is for them. Mm-hmm. Are they, if they're Christian, do they hold to Bible verses? Mm-hmm. Where are they that you can meet them to help move that needle? Because yeah. they need it when you're not there. You that will not always true. be there. Yes, right? exactly. Something mm-hmm. can trigger a child that they don't even always remember. It can be a smell. For a long time, mm-hmm. there was a smell for my son, the smell of cigarettes. We don't smoke in our house, but one of the um, kids who had really horribly abused him, that was something that um, that smell would trigger mm-hmm. him. 
Hmm. And I didn't know for a long time, but we'd be out and it would almost take him like right back. And so sometimes through intense PTSD, sometimes to remember there can be smells, there can be conversations, there could be something that takes you to a flashback Mm -hmm. and they need to know when you're not there, how do I move forward in this? Right. Yeah. It's those kind of a panic attack type type of things, but you you are just stuck. And so to, to have that, that, that this is how you tell yourself out of that. <laughs> we all need it even as adults. Yes, I mean, exactly. We do. I know who to yep. call, mm-hmm. right? I've got my couple friends I can call. Right. Um, I have my playlist. I mm-hmm. have my five-minute devotionals. I have my things that I've put in place. Yeah. And let's be honest, guys. As parents, when our kids are struggling, mm-hmm. it can be really hard not to struggle ourselves. That is very true. Yes. Because we take it personally. I mean, I know for a long time, I blamed myself. And, you know, I, you just have to, to realize that God is in this. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, it's, it wasn't all up to me <laughs> and or up to you. And, and, you know, and what if, you know, we can do these what ifs. What if I had seen this, this yeah. earlier? What if, but, um, but God makes something beautiful out of, tragedy and out of the tough places and he knew exactly when you needed to see what you need to see and as well mm-hmm. as you parents that are listening um and and so don't beat yourself up that this is when you're catching it or that you know when you have time and right so uh, it's as you say it was, i mean to think we went from me on bed rest not even if i'd be alive in a year to mm-hmm. a child who's wanting to take his life, to now, in 2022, where um, our mission at Bully Broken Media is to make an impact in one million families in the mm-hmm. conversation of bullying, mental health, and social media addiction in our youth. And we are well on our way to do that this year. That would awesome. never happen or us be able to serve families mm-hmm. without that deep pain. And yeah. many times it's hard. It, God puts us through these dark places so that we can then serve others. It is not easy in those dark places, mm-hmm. but for me, it was a time I pulled closer to God and um, my whole family broke down what looked like a normal, typical family, right? Like putting the kids mm-hmm. on the bus, going off working to right. really bring us closer together in a journey mm-hmm. that now in our family of four, we have um, six businesses and a foundation and all, both of my children work with other youth in trauma. Hmm. Who would have thought, right? right. Who would have thought yeah. that's mm-hmm. what we would be doing out of that? But that's what God uses. He wastes nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, it's beautiful because it, it wasn't something you sat down and wrote a business plan for. <laughs> oh, and now, yeah, we're let's... Um, now I'm coming to the point of getting there, right? That we can take that and move it forward. But even in that, um, uh, yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to write that business plan. <laughs> first this is what we're gonna do no it's really yeah it's really yeah. a dark place mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. for us parents we need to create our own set of time for healing right yeah we have deep wounds that's good that mm-hmm. happen and we have to create our own time of healing if we just stuff all those emotions down and get mm-hmm. through which is kind of what i had to do in the beginning to get through that period mm-hmm. at some point we do have to heal from our own pieces of it yeah. Our own, yeah. as you said, that that looking at that, because it is that sense of, could I have done something different? We do mm-hmm. have to let that go. We have to forgive ourselves. Mm. We have to show grace to ourselves. And as yeah. I know as a mom, that has been a hard place for me to be. But 
you know, I've done the work and kind of gotten there, but I still mm-hmm. can't cry without telling the story. But there's a, <laughs> but there's a piece that we need to um, have that conversation even with our spouses. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes yeah. things aren't said that we really do need to come together and heal. Mm-hmm. And so right. when we talk about healing from trauma, a family and trauma is not one person in trauma. It is a family in trauma. Uh, if one person yep. in your mm-hmm. family is experiencing a mental health crisis or trauma, mm-hmm. it will throw your entire family. There is no way anybody's coming out of that unscathed. Right. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions for starting those conversations? Yeah. Well, for me, for me and my husband, um, it did not happen in the crisis. Mm. Right. Yeah. In crisis, it's mama bear, get through it. And then once <laughs> we were on the other side. Uh-huh. For us, it became, once again, um, we needed to find, we homeschool kids, and we run our businesses at home, so we had mm-hmm. to find quiet places to have those. So in yeah. the evenings after dinner, we would take little walks. That's what we, we do, too. Yep. The pond, mm-hmm. And that was my place that I could open up conversations. And before I stepped into heavy conversations, it was always, honey, I have some things on my heart that are really mm-hmm. heavy for me, and I would really love to process it with you. But I know they're heavy things and it may have been a hard day for you. Is today a good day we talk about them? Yeah. So I good. tried to mm-hmm. honor that we were going to step into a hard place that mm-hmm. my heart was mm-hmm. hurting and I needed to share some very vulnerable things. Mm-hmm. Are you in a place we can step into this together? That's really Because good. I found yes. out sometimes I'm ready to step into this place of healing mm-hmm. and yet my husband has had a horrible day right like yeah. not a good time for us to talk about uh-huh. it where you could say honey i would love to but today's mm-hmm. not the day yeah. can we try tomorrow night mm-hmm. when you're getting ready and that it doesn't because we had a hard time coming together on that in the beginning but i realized mm-hmm. if i could acknowledge my heart and my pain mm-hmm. first right. and ask somebody to be willing to step into that pain with me mm-hmm. and are they ready to do that Right. I don't think we should start vomiting our toxicity and pain all over people. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. they've allowed space for that. Right. That's yeah. hard. Right? Mm-hmm. It is. And it takes, you know, with even with the spouse, it takes like that preparation time. But with a friend, I mean, it takes a long time to really right. figure out who those friends are that you can yes. do that with. And the same conversation goes, starting slow. Mm-hmm. Not throwing up everything. Just like our kids aren't going to tell us everything in one conversation, starting slow and yeah. seeing the response and the process. That's mm-hmm. how I would recommend it. Also, we ended up, um, we went the year after all of that happened. My husband and I went away to a marriage retreat mm-hmm. to really go back to a three day boot camp to heal, mm-hmm. come together and really reclaim back, like put our marriage front and center because mm-hmm. I had felt. We had put him up here. Like we had poured into this kid because we had to pour into this kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the marriage is over here and the other kid, like it's just mm-hmm. the other stuff. We had made one uh, such a priority that we fell out of priority. So we went back mm-hmm. into the marriage boot camp. You know, we'd had conversations, but even at yeah. that, we did a reboot. And then we actually did another one this year because we're in a new mm-hmm. season with launching one and with another child who's dealing with other things and family members who are dealing with other things. And right. we went back and did another one. They've been really helpful for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think those of us in leadership, right? We still need to have other places yeah. that we can mm-hmm. step out and go to and just sit in the... Peggy, how many times have you sat in the yeah. audience? 
I did. I went to right, a women's retreat nice? a couple know, weeks ago, so nice. and it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. I just did that for the first time in three years. I got to sit in the audience um, mm-hmm. two weekends ago, and it was so healing because I wasn't mm-hmm. on. Right. And I could focus on my marriage and focus on my husband and focus on the goals. And so if you're out there and you're a leader running a co-op or you're mm-hmm. kind of like Peggy and I were, so we're talking or doing things, we have to create that space to sit in the audience and be poured into. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so for me, um, that's how we have managed it. And then, you know, we still have hard times because we serve, we serve trauma all day. We have kids yeah. coming in and out of our house mm-hmm. in trauma. Brandon has his coaching business for kids in trauma. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, we're not um, we're not we're not selling happy um, pottery kits over here, right? right. We're working with people. we are walking <laughs> in the muck. And yeah. It is a privilege and an honor to mm-hmm. serve people in dark days, but it drains you. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and you need that, to refuel, otherwise there's refuel. nothing left right. of you to give. Right, yeah. and let's be honest. How many of us the last couple of years have felt just tapped out? Mm-hmm. We have yep. had to pivot and pivot and pivot again. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran Reimagine Education Conference, our public school to homeschool ministry here in Northern Virginia. We're outside of D.C. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID hit. We couldn't do our conferences. We're moving online. You're serving people who are flying in from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You have an international ministry. You're trying to pivot and serve and serve while your own family's hurting. Right. Mm-hmm. My kids who had become dependent on the co-ops and the communities mm-hmm. for what they needed were gone. We're here right. in D.C. Mm-hmm. I live, guys, in case anyone want to know where I am. I'm on the Fairfax County, Loudoun County border. Ever heard of those two public schools? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody that has. That is where the <laughs> Lord has called me to serve. So when I tell you, <laughs> that's where uh, God, I live on that dividing line. That is where mm-hmm. God has called me to serve. So when I walk, yeah. I go from Fairfax County to Loudoun County, and I pray for them all around the block. But um, <laughs> that is where I'm called to serve. And it is, mm-hmm. again, a tough place yeah. mm. uh, for families that are hurting to find resources for help. And so yeah. showing up alongside people in pain, is there is nothing better. And mm. and for friends out there who are wondering, how do I support my friend? Right? We talked yes. about that safety structure That's and support. Very good question. My answer, friend's yeah. child. Right, my friend's child has been bullied. I don't know what to say. Hmm. Listen, we have become a society who wants to slap a happy bumper sticker on it and move on down the road. Yes. Right? We don't want to sit with people in their muck. Mm. We want to fix Mm -hmm. it and move them along because of our own discomfort. Uh, That is about us. Yes. Not about that. Exactly. So, right? Like, let's just, like, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. We have to learn how to sit with people in pain and not mm-hmm. use it. I don't know if you're familiar with um, toxic positivity. It is a, toxic positivity is, um, I, I do a workshop on toxic positivity and parenting. If you are a parent who is always using positive, 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 it will create a toxic relationship in your child mm-hmm. that you're not creating space for failure. The failure is no option. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, all those mm-hmm. things. If you need to put a positive swing, don't worry, everything gets better. You're not creating a space for that child to process their emotions, learn how to manage their emotions, learn how to emotionally mm-hmm. regulate. They're told it is bad to be anything but here, Right. right. Yeah. And we become a society that does that. Mm. Even our girlfriends, we want to sit down and listen to them. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. You have to practice to keep your mouth shut and just 
lean in and cry with them and pray yeah, with them. Exactly. And say, I mm-hmm. know this must be really hard. Right. Yeah. I can pray for you. How else can I serve you? So mm-hmm. if your friends are not talking to you about it, it's probably because there's a lot of shame and they would love to. Exactly. Invite them yes. for that walk. Invite them for that mm-hmm. cup of coffee. Invite yeah. Because that's, that's where those faith. things yeah, those, that's where those things are talked about. It's not like they're going to send you a text and tell you like their deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> it doesn't happen yeah. that way. <laughs> it's like you have coffee long enough. Things are going to come out. <laughs> and many times put that on you. They mm-hmm. don't want to stress you out either. So create yeah. space. Create mm-hmm. a place that they can just be vulnerable. Yeah. And you will, in return, not blast that information to the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. or gossip or share it. A right. lot of people are becoming very vulnerable to want to share anything because mm. they're worried. And oh, I will tell you, yes. Peggy, this has actually been an issue as we've moved up in leadership. Mm-hmm. Us even finding mm-hmm. leadership groups that um, we can serve in that when I want a place to process what we're going through that will keep that private. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been asked to do a reality show, The Other Duggers, which is not happening. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not doing reality. (laughs) Um, The whole thing, like, you know, we have several TV interviews of our family this week. We Mm -hmm. come to a place that we also would love a place to come in leadership and be served. But many of the leaders, are you going to keep what we share discreet? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There needs to be a safe space. So be discreet for Mm -hmm. your friends. If they ask you and honor that, uh, truly honor that. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. Because that's why I find so many people are nervous to say anything. They don't want their business all over the street or they don't want somebody mm-hmm. putting it out there or they worry that you guys might have a fight and you turn against them or mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. terrible sad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be a safe place. And are you somebody that do you gossip to them about other people? Right. Because that's a true indicator of what you're going to say to somebody else. <laughs> Very right? much so. Mm-hmm. Right. So be yeah. a friend with integrity and honor. And then you're also showing mm-hmm. your children how do you lean in to friends mm-hmm. when they're in trouble because right. we are the model. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Right? Yep. How do you handle conflict? Do you know how to handle conflict? Mm-hmm. You have conflict resolution skills and do your kids know how to have conflict resolution? <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we live in a society that wants to avoid it or make it worse. <laughs> Neither are good. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I wanted to add um, as we're kind of wrapping up in our kids, mm-hmm. in a world that is digital, we have to teach them how are they going to handle negative feedback, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You and I both from businesses or moms that are out there, you post something. When something negative is said, how are you right. going to respond? Are you going to respond mm-hmm. or are you going to react? Yes. Are you going to lean exactly. in and have conversations or are you going to blow mm-hmm. it up worse? Right. Teaching them how, and this person, are they trolling you? How do you deal with trolls? How do you mm-hmm. deal with different things? They're right. going to learn from you. And can they learn how to manage their minds? Because mm-hmm. that information is out there publicly. Right. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Your other family is seeing it. Friends are seeing it. It'll hurt your mental right. health. How can they lean in mm-hmm. to that and know how to work through that comment and not let it not impact their mental health? Right. Exactly. That's really big in a digital you world. alive if you it don't won't. do it the right way. Yes, and you have to know how. Mm-hmm. And so for parents that are wondering what that is, I can give you a very, very tiny bit because we're, I know we're wrapping up. But mm-hmm. the first thing to do when you see that comment, you kind of have to honor that that's hurtful. You can't mm-hmm. pretend like, oh, that doesn't bother me. That right. doesn't work. Like it, you mm-hmm. might want to say that, 
<laughs> but you have to acknowledge that that was hurtful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then the next step is to really work through the process of does this person have the same values as I do? Mm. Is this someone that I want to give power in my life who truly knows my heart, hmm. who knows me? If it's an aunt or a mother or someone who truly knows me mm-hmm. or a dear friend, their weight and value and their honesty may be something I need to look at internal reflection. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody who has no idea and doesn't have the same beliefs and is just throwing that out there, right. we don't have the same beliefs at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We're not on the same moral compass. It's a lot easier to move on. Right. Right. Exactly. you acknowledged it was hurtful and say, hey, this just person doesn't have the same belief structure that I do. And we don't mm-hmm. have the same moral code here. And right. I honor where they are. Mm-hmm. But I can mm-hmm. let that go yeah. because we we don't have the same moral compass. But help your kids work through that process so that they know how to handle it when they're getting intensely hit. Yeah. Um, In in conjunction to that, one of our viewers on YouTube said, I'm not sure that everyone needs to live out loud. And I think social media really promotes spilling your life to everyone that maybe not always always healing. Oh, Lisa. (laughs) High five. You are right. One of the Mm -hmm. first things I teach a kid's business class. And one of the first things we talk about is everything you post. Is it professional? Mm-hmm. Keeping personal life personal. Do not air your dirty laundry out there, right? Yes. <laughs> Is it a, mm-hmm. Right? Like, seriously, no, does not need to happen. Right. You don't need exactly. to do that. I uh, could not agree with Lisa anymore. So, no, we need to to teach our kids how to do that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just so excited. My kids have never created Facebook accounts. They've just, they've thought they were just too weird. I was like, for their business. Yeah. So I manage it a little differently. Christian is, um, uh, you know, Christian, my younger son who's on the spectrum, he started, he has an Instagram. We had to grab all the social media handles to protect his brand because once he started selling books, we actually Mm -hmm. had somebody try to steal his identity recreate TikToks using his name and getting a dog that looks like his because he has a service dog that he talks about. So we had to protect his brain. That was, and then, um, and Mm -hmm. then we set it up that all social media is done together. Mm -hmm. It runs off my phone. So when we post, we post his things. I give him permission. Like, is this a photo you are comfortable with? I would never post it without his permission. Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable with this angle? Are you comfortable with your dog? Mm -hmm. You know, are you comfortable from the speaking, you know, is comfortable to post that. And then even through comments he gets, we sit together and read them side by side. That's great. He does not get to, Mm -hmm. now he's on the things, but he does not get to at his age. And my other son's 18. um, So a little bit different. Uh, Mm -hmm. But even now, because we put those in place as he grows his business and anything questionable, he comes to me and says, mom, I would like to post this. Can you please make sure I'm on target and message, right? Is mm-hmm. this a messaging for my brand and my brand reputation mm-hmm. that is, um, right. because we talk about hard stuff yep. and he wants to honor that from a place of pain. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Lisa just agreed. Yes. The message yeah. these days is dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. <laughs> because you know what? People aren't there when the makeup happens. I can't tell you how many friends I've seen and yeah. their dirty laundry yet on the back end. Those hmm. people are not there when the cleanup happens. Mm. And so they they get one perspective. They do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're not doing the reality show. Not doing it. Right. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. No, we have a family that just started coming to our church and they have a reality show. And I can't even imagine what they go through. So, yes. Mm. Yeah. When they ask me to do the other Douglas, I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) Like, we are a hot mess. (laughs) 
Yeah. around all the time. There is way too much content here. This is not a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, from people who come to my home, they're like, this would be the most boring show ever. Because even my oh, my, be son's, my son's <laughs> girlfriend came, and this was before they were dating. They've, they've been friends for years, and she stayed at our house, and she mentioned to my daughter, she goes, is it always this quiet here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, quiet. it kind of is. We got that Norwegian thing going. It's, nobody yeah. really talks unless in, there's an initiation of a conversation. There's way too much content every <laughs> But I'm just not willing to sign anything to put that out there. Right? Oh, yeah. We had a TV crew. Um, we're here in the D.C. area, and they're doing a, a couple of shows on our family on special needs homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Why would families mm -hmm. choose? And they spent many hours with us and followed us. And so it comes out this month. And even with that, I was like, I need to be able, before you come into my home, I have a son with special needs with no filter. And so mm -hmm. if something is said, do I have the right to ask you to cut it out? Because mm -hmm. sometimes he shares information that's a little too public. Mm -hmm. And they agreed. So it was okay. Right. But that's good. Yeah. 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 You gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah, you have to set those boundaries. And I think that's kind of a lot of what yeah, you've been talking do. about this whole hour is that those boundaries as parents, you know, with that, mm -hmm. that support and, and the right, schedules. Our safety, our and the, yes, exactly. Yes. That's it. If you guys remember nothing from this, our three S's, when you have a child or a family in trauma yourself, anywhere, mm -hmm. anything that happens, first thing, create that safe sense of safety, then some structure, rhythm in the day routine and make sure there's support behind it. And what does that look like? Those things will move you in action that are manageable, small chunks, small chunks to move in action to healing. Yeah, You don't need to fix it overnight, but that's how you start. That's, yeah. Good recap. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a viewer on earlier who said, I can't stay the whole hour because of employment, but I can really tell this talk's going to be amazing. So you can listen. Um, actually, you can watch the rerun uh, on YouTube or Facebook, and then the podcast will come out on Sunday. So um, lots of ways to, to to get the content if you can't join us live. And Candice, I want to wrap up with you talking a little bit about the um, resources that you have yeah. for families and your your website, Bully Broken, oh, thank you. Broken Redeemed. Yeah. So I am, um, all of my work is really a hope and healing for homeschoolers, right? And my philosophy, any of the businesses, I, I have three, so I'll tell you about those, but it's <laughs> mental health before math, character before curriculum and relationships before reading. Mm -hmm. If you launch a ch child in today's world who does not know how to manage their mental health, does not have strong character, and mm -hmm. we're not talking about character development, or know how to manage relationships, mm -hmm. I don't care if they have a 4.0 or above. Exactly. They are going to struggle mm -hmm. so starting there. And that's the philosophies that I use. Mental, Bully Broken Redeemed is my ministry that helps families dealing with bullying, mental health, and social media addiction in our youth. We mm -hmm. also talk, talk on trafficking, lots of heavy issues, and we equip leaders, parents, and youth on these issues, specifically in the homeschool world. So we're a little mm -hmm. unique in that. Um, Reimagine uh, re Education Conference is work where I work with families, public school to homeschool, and we will be opening membership again in the fall. So if you're a new family, don't know how to start working mm -hmm. families, mm -hmm. I can come alongside those. And I am super excited. I have been doing work with kids and launching businesses now for many years. Um, mm -hmm. I am launching this week Kids Business Academy. So just kidsbusinessacademy.com. Awesome. I well, I'm going to make sure you get me all, all those links and then I'll get them in the YouTube description and we'll share them on Facebook yeah. too. But that so, is my yeah. way of trying to create a place as we talked about to move from healing trauma. Hmm. It is my place for all abilities. It is children awesome. with all abilities to show up. We talk a lot of safety and online and keeping mm -hmm. our kids care things we've talked about, but also mm -hmm. helping them rethink how they see themselves and yes. their passions and so how important. they can play that mm -hmm. out. 
And then they have a community of other young entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. I love that work. And I've teamed up with a lady who is a um, graphic design and social media expert. And so I talk mm. on business and healing and safety. And she's going to teach kids all on the digital, the marketing, the awesome. you know, all of that side. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give it to them in a way that all ability children can show up. They don't have to be... So cool. Uh, we got to get they, that on our website. Not the academic rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my place to yeah. help children healing through action. Hmm. So that's Beautiful. the work I do. Yeah. And it's so amazing. I yeah. just it's kind I of applaud just you grown, for all that. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. like, hey, I need to get my kid out. And mm-hmm. now I need to know support. And now I need to help the kid heal. So it just naturally. Yeah. Yep. Moves. Well, that's, yeah. God works in amazing ways to <laughs> get us to do all that, <laughs> all that we need to do. Blessed, very yeah. blessed to, um, hold space in the homeschool community for people to Mm. talk about some of these issues that aren't talked about much. Yeah. Yeah. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the work that you do and for sharing your heart and your story with us today. It was just, um, it was a pleasure and, um, yeah, always, always wonderful to converse with you and, and catch up. So my dear and the ventures you're on, I just can't (laughs) wait to see how it all works out. Yeah. Maybe I'll find a Me way too. to get there in August. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to ask the Lord. Tell us what to do. Right? Yeah. So if Kansas okay. is talking about August, I just want to encourage all of you. We are doing our um, first family camp or family retreat this summer in um, conjunction with the Ministry of Johnny and Friends. And so that'll be in southern Minnesota, August 21st. Well, the families will show, show up 22nd through the 26th. And we will have buddies for your children, whether they have special needs or not. We are actually, our goal is to buddy every child because siblings of special needs kids need some special treatment too. And and mom and dads need I'm respite. Right. Yes. I'm a sibling of a special needs. My brother has special needs and you always felt kind of left out yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's important and and so our goal is to just give families respite renewal in hope of their faith in god and um just have a little slice of heaven where disabilities aren't disabilities they're just another ability and um to shine that week so um so if you're interested in that, check out our website. It's bedhomeschool.com, and and you'll um, go in to get homeschool help, and you'll find all about our um, family retreat right there. So, um, And thank you all for joining us. It's always amazing to um, have such a wonderful audience. And, um, and next week, we're going to continue this discussion about um, – mental health, and we're going to talk about using creativity and self-expression to improve a student's mental health, which is is kind of a bit on the lines with, you know, starting your own business, but some kids are a little more artsy, um, like my daughter, and and they (laughs) may just, yeah, dive into that too. So, um, but they're all ways of healing. And so we're going to talk about some of those creative ways to, um, to help kids heal too, and, and and maybe get some of those things out through their creative expression, so um, which is important. That's beautiful, thank you. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Thanks again, Candice. I appreciate all that you shared. I, and I adore you blessing. and the work you're doing, and Peggy. It is so needed. I, as I said earlier, I've used your resources a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. So thank you for your work. You are welcome. It is my pleasure. So thanks, everybody, and God bless. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye, everyone. This, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories. 
and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.